can't hear myself writing me. I'm in the zone, you in the zone? I don't, sure, yeah, let's go zone. for it. I'm good. Okay. The principles of which you stand and the plan you intend to follow directly affect the place of your greatest influence. This is The Platform. Hello everyone, my name is Misael Gonzalez and I'm one of the hosts of The Platform Podcast. And today we have Hunter Morris with us. Hi. Hunter is our, what is it Hunter? Associate Director of Missions. You got it. Did I get that right? Yeah. Okay. Hunter is 24. Uh, she's amazing. She lives in Tulsa. She just moved to a new apartment. Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah. It's amazing. Like, is it huge? It is bigger than I expected it to be. Okay. It's nice. Yeah, That's amazing. She has her own kitchen, her own everything. Washer dryer. Washer dryer. Love it. Yeah. Love it. And so Hunter, she'll be answering all the questions I have for people all the time. So I hope you've been enjoying uh, the, the other podcasts we've been doing. And so we're going to start off like, it, like we always start off, Hunter. Are you ready? This is like the most serious question. I'm ready. Bring but it. give us like the craziest fun fact you have about yourself. The craziest fun fact? Like the craziest fun fact you have. Uh, well, my family's insane. So. Uh, <laughs> okay. That's a great fun I fact. I have nine grandparents total. Um, so most of you guys nine. probably have like four max, but I have nine. So Nine? Mm -hmm. How in the world does that even work? <laughs> it's a divorce, which is sad, but you know, oh, it makes Christmas okay. really fun. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you get you probably get a lot of like presents. Lots of presents. Stuff. Yeah, and it's like a okay. two week long event. Like there is no Christmas day. There's okay. just like Christmas month. It's the actual Christmas season. It really is the twelve days of Christmas. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. For sure. That's insane. Okay, yeah. Uh, I guess some of us are grateful we don't have nine grandparents. Yeah. Maybe. I mean it's it's kinda cool sometimes, okay. I'll admit. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, next question that we're all dying to know yeah. is, as Hunter Morris, you have to tell us where did you grow up and how did you grow up? So I'm actually from Virginia um, on the East Coast. So I grew up um, just south of Richmond. Okay. So not actually like in Richmond, but in kind of a town okay. outside of there. I'm just going to pretend I know where that's at. So okay, well, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Richmond's the capital, so it's oh. a big deal. <laughs> I didn't know Richmond was the capital of Virginia. It is. I'm the worst. Uh, that's that. okay. You know, we're good. We weren't okay. actually in Richmond, you know, just a little bit south. South, that's what um, you know, Wasso's a little outside of Tulsa. Chesterfield's a little outside okay. of Richmond. Okay. Um, okay. So I basically grew up in the middle of the woods. Um, my family lives on 300 acres of land, um, mm -hmm. kind of back behind all the neighborhoods and behind all the stores and 20 minutes outside of everywhere that you could go. Um, so that was my school and the people that I was mm. around was all the people that lived out in the sticks that they shoved in the school in the back of the town. <laughs> so that was where we were. <laughs> um, and it was good, you know. Um, wow. My parents are divorced, um, hence why I have nine grandparents. Okay, yeah, um, But we all lived in the same town. Um, and actually, my family has lived in the same town for like 500 years. Um, wow. So, you know what that sounds? Yeah. Complicated. Yes. <laughs> uh, especially yeah. for somebody that left. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But yeah, that was kind of the world that I grew up in of, um, hmm. you know, everybody is home, family around all the time, lots of people and yeah. places to responsibilities. I'm the oldest of five total. Um, hmm. So lots of responsibility, lots of 
family to take care of and people to take care of and, yeah. and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so, I believe yeah. it. And so remind us, when did you move to Oklahoma? Two and a half years ago, September of 2018. So I've been here for wow. all going on three years now. Going on three years. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. Yeah. It's yeah. incredible. I know, I know you like have a love-hate relationship with that. But that's okay. I do. That's okay. But it's all right. I love hey, people Oklahoma's here. Oklahoma's fine sometimes. It's not it's that fine. bad. It's not terrible. It's not terrible. I almost yeah. moved to California. I think you know that. Yeah. That would have been much yeah. cooler than moving to Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you know where the God where God calls, that's where you go. And the Lord has me here and I'm grateful that's for every so second of it, that's for sure. So as we think about that, right? Yeah. Where where God calls, that's where you go. I would love to ask you, do you have a story for us of like Maybe a moment where the Lord transformed you or the Lord showed up in a way that was just totally unexplainable. Is yeah. there something like that or a story like that that you have? Yeah. Um, well, like I said, um, like my family has never left my hometown. Mm. Um, and I have like one uncle that doesn't live there. But other than that, everyone is still there. I mean, I can drive 15 minutes from my house and be on like the first piece of land that like my oh, wow. family ever owned in America, much oh, less wow. in Virginia. Like that we just, we started and wow. they're still there. Um, so I went to college in North Carolina, which was a big deal in and of itself mm. because I left the homestead mm -hmm. for lack of better term, because that's basically what it was. Mm. Um, and it was difficult um i think for myself to leave and to leave my family and my sisters and all of that um but difficult for my family as well because no one ever left mm. and so for and then i mean after i graduated like i still didn't want to come back i wanted to go somewhere else and do something different and so um it really took it was took a pretty big toll, I think, on on me and my family, mm. um, in just trying to figure out how to navigate those tensions. Yeah. Um, but it was really something that the Lord worked in my life and my family's life. But but just talking about me, like, really worked in my life to allow me to kind of come into my own mm. uh, person and. Um, start to develop my own like opinions and, and thoughts mm. about the world and experience and education. I mean, I studied language yeah. um, and that was just out of a passion of wanting to learn more about the world and wanting to learn more about people um, because I knew that the Lord had created this like vast place that we got to live on and I would never get to experience that if I just stayed in Chesterfield County my whole mm. life. And that was really where my heart was and yeah. still is. Like yeah. there are so many incredible places and incredible people all over the world. And I just want to be all up in the middle of it, like yeah. whenever I can be. Um, and so it really threw me like leaving and, and kind of getting away from being home. Not that it was bad. I didn't grow up in a mm. bad home or anything like that. My family's great. Um, but it was a difficult thing to do because mm. everybody's just, everybody's just always, that's what they've always known. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the Lord really just worked a lot in, um, showing me that there are other opportunities out there, um, mm. opportunities in ministry that I didn't even really even oh, of course. think of. Yeah. Um, I worked in my 
it's so funny to look back on now because I didn't like really think about it at the time, but I worked like in my church office in high school okay. just because I thought it was fun. Like I just enjoyed it. So mm -hmm. I just went in and like, I would go help with attendance or like do whatever they needed me to do. And people would be like, oh, well, are you gonna go like work for a church? Like, well, I don't wanna be an administrative, I don't wanna be a secretary. And that was what I was doing. I was mm. like, no, I don't, I just really like being here, but like, <laughs> I don't really wanna work for a church. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah. wanna do that. And like, then, I'm just here for the coffee, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then it wasn't until like, I was maybe a junior or senior in, in college um, that the Lord just really started showing me like, no, this is ministry. Like you mm. are working for a church. This is ministry. And yeah. I do like a lot more of like the background, like, you know, spreadsheets and all that kind of stuff. But, um, just all kinds of different ways that the Lord showed me through the years that like, that's ministry and there yeah. are opportunities out there and there are things that I could do with my life that, um, I could do the things that I love and interact with people yeah. from all over the world. Um, and not so, necessarily be the person standing on the stage. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of just seems as if the Lord has transformed your view of how you see ministry. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, 100%. And how you view that. And, and I loved how you said, hey, the Lord helped me understand who he created me to be. Yeah. So give us a little bit more specifics on that. Yeah. Because I think there's a lot of us trying to figure out who am I? Mm -hmm. Who has the Lord created me to be? What are the things I have and how can I use that for his glory? Yeah. And so what are those specifics that the Lord worked through? Was it... A specific verse or prayer or moment well or just these times like it's a lot of building blocks like it okay. really has been a lot of building That's blocks beautiful. um beautiful. and i think if i were to pick like one verse specifically like my life verse has been for a long time um joshua 1 9 have i not commanded okay. you be strong and courageous do not be afraid yeah. and do not be dismayed and i have really held on to that in facing like all kinds of different opportunities of like, I don't even know what I'm doing. Mm. And like that feeling of like, oh, I'm a grown up now. But like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. No one knows what's going on. Yeah. Um, but just holding tight to that promise that the Lord has for us of like, have I not commanded you? And my favorite thing about that verse is like, it's at the end of that passage and the Lord has already told Joshua, be strong and courageous, mm -hmm. be strong and courageous, yep. be strong and courageous. It's yep. already happened. And I just like, every time I think of it, I just picture like Joshua just like, but I don't know, but I don't know. And the Lord just <laughs> looking at him and saying like, have I not already told you, yes. be strong and courageous. Mm -hmm. And whatever it is that is in front of you, we're going to face it. Like I'm going to walk you through it. Mm -hmm. And I have put this in front of you because I want to develop this in you. Um, and I want to develop you into a leader that can turn around and lead my people. Yeah. Um, and so I really held tight to that through the years and, you know, even in moving out here from, you know, big decisions like that to like leading clubs and mm -hmm. things like that in college or, you know, leading Bible studies or even just having conversations with people um, and just kind of stepping into that like leadership kind of role that I was like, I don't really know what I'm doing, but like, I know that the Lord's opened this door yeah, for me for sure. and I'm just going to hold on to the fact that like he has already said, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous and just like, just go for it mm -hmm. and I'm going to walk you through it. So I would say that's probably like the biggest like scriptural like truth that I've just clung to over the years. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, you know, I really hope that's helpful for someone today. I hope so like, too. I hope someone's listening to that and saying, you know what? That's right. Like I need to follow what the Lord has said in his word, but also Hunter's encouragement. No, 
I hope so. That, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And so what are some of those things that maybe there's someone exactly like you that's like, you know what? I actually don't know all these opportunities in ministry. Mm-hmm. What can I do? Like, Hunter, I've seen how Lord's transformed your view on that. But maybe the Lord's going to use this podcast to transform my view on that. Yeah. And so what are some of those things of ministry opportunities that you found out or that people might just not know? Yeah, I honestly just kind of jumping into the middle of things. Like if there was something that I was even like remotely interested in, I was like, okay, I'm going to go figure it out. So for example, my senior year, um, I had a friend whose dad was... um, his technical title was a development pastor, but he did like, nice. I've never heard that. <laughs> it, it was kind of weird. And even he was like, I'm not even really sure what that means, but sometimes you just got to make stuff up. I don't know. Sure. Um, yeah. But he did a lot of like administrative and like executive kind of leadership, but then also discipleship. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that is just fascinating that mm-hmm. like you get to do that for a job. And yeah. so I called him up and I was like, Hey Doug, can I come intern for you? He was like, I've never had an intern before. What executive pastor has an mm-hmm. intern? But sure. Um, <laughs> and so I did. <laughs> and it was awesome because awesome. we just sat down and talked through a lot of the things that, you know, he did on a regular basis and um, got to sit through meetings and, yeah. and just kind of experience like a different side of ministry than what I was used to seeing. Mm. So that would be probably like if I were to give a piece of advice to say like, if there's something that you're even like remotely interested in, there are people around you that are probably already participating in that. Just mm. go find them and talk to them and ask, mm. what do you do? What do you do on a daily basis? What yeah. does that look like? What's your favorite thing about your job? What's your least favorite thing about your job? Can I come hang out with you for mm. a day? Those are fair questions. Um, yeah. And I even yeah. did that like, cause I, I studied Spanish and you know, you start studying language and everybody's like, oh, you want to be a Spanish teacher? And I was like, I don't know, I'm not really feeling it, but like Mm. maybe. So I just called my old high school Spanish teacher. I was like, hey, can I come hang out with you for a day? And went back to my old high school and just sat in her classroom all day long and walked out and was like, nope, that's not for me. (laughs) (laughs) And that was okay. So I would just use the people that you have around you to that are already experiencing that Mm. um, and just ask them if you can come hang out. Yeah. And see see what happens. Yeah. Because that's been really, really helpful for me. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I think the challenge here is be strong, be bold, and courageous. Yeah. Yeah. I think, do I not think be it's, afraid uh, and do not be dismayed. I love it. Yeah. I love it. You definitely encouraged me uh, with your story. And so, Hunter, thank you so much. I think everyone else enjoyed it. Uh, and like we always say on the podcast, and I want to make sure I say it right, but anyone who's in this chair has a story worth hearing. Uh, But anybody of you, all of you who are listening to this right now have a story worth sharing. And so share it. I want to encourage you to do that. And so we'll see you next time on the podcast, whether you're watching it, whether in your car, whether you're like Hunter and you listen to it in your little earbuds. Uh, But uh, we'll see you guys next time. And I hope you continue to enjoy the platform podcast. Nice. Good job.